wanted to hang out today, and I was like, do you have any alien stories, like, personal alien stories? And she was like, no. Then go away. And she's like, well, <laughs> I had one where this alien ate my toes. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was a dream. How? Oh. Sorry, I missed. It. I, I was missed like, how are you going to say you don't have alien stories? <gasps> I can't believe I didn't say the word dream when I said that. You and Kimmy both, I swear. Yeah. Also, um, Sammy listened to our last episode. She feels very called out. I bet. And she also... I knew that would happen. She now says that we have to do a video segment where we sleep over alone in her house. Like, where's where's she and Matt going to go? I don't know. On vacation or something? I I mean, I'd do it. I I would do it and I'd do another seance. That's how hard I'd go. And then I'd be scared the whole night because that's who I am as a person. Yeah. (laughs) I also came up with an idea of having a really funny reenactment video of the night we first used the Ouija board as a preface. And I'll I tell feel you, like I'm going to tell you the details of that later because what we thought of is hilarious. Oh, God. I also <laughs> feel like people, if we, we got to do that the right way because some, oh, yeah. some specific people will be called the fuck out. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, we're editing that out. So oh, I didn't think that was bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not editing that. <laughs> Nothing bad happened. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it's Lipstick. fine. I'm not worried about it. Oh, oh, we didn't even introduce ourselves. Welcome to Corn on the Macabre. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Kelly. And that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got. So that's far. what we have for you. <laughs> we should just always have corn and just gnaw on it. Get some like ASMR. Just get that. <laughs> yeah, just that. <laughs> have and you seen? Welcome the- to <laughs> corn the cab or some shit. Yeah. Have you seen a video of the cat eating corn? Yes. I love that video. I love it so much. I, I just love, love that video. I just love it. Anything. I just love, I love the sound of cats eating. Yeah. I don't know why that's a thing. But it is, and I love it mm-hmm. super much. Um, well, okay, David uh, sent me a video of their kitten nomming on some wet food, and he sounds like a little piggy. He's kind of oh, it's so cute. cute. <laughs> oh man, I'm like, really curious to know what you think of my story because okay. I feel like my story freaked me out, but I also feel like there's parts where you're just like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna find out. Because, I don't know, I mean, aliens, the idea of aliens just don't really scare me. Like, alien monsters? Scare the shit out of me. Yeah? Nah, aliens, like, intelligent beings that have been monitoring us and might be interacting with us and erasing our memories. Well, for some people, not really erasing their memories. I think we just have different things that scare us. It just freaks me out, because, like, ghosts, I'm like, I can deal with you. Mm Mm-hmm. See, I'm the opposite because I need to be able to, like, see something and physically be able to, like, fight back. My belief of aliens is they can so easily overpower you because they seem to have some sort of mental manipulation that, like, we're not strong enough to resist. And when we do, it seems to, like, break people's psyche from what I've gathered. I don't know. I guess for the most part, it's like I've seen so many where they let them go after and they do you the courtesy of letting you not remember it, <laughs> or at least attempting to, so. Yeah. You know, if you're going to run experiments on me and they're going to be creepy and scary, at least don't let me remember it, and I'll move on. Okay, well, teach his own, I guess. Yeah, but we'll we'll find out what freaks each other out, because I have some stories that freak me out that have to do with I just, aliens. the story I read is just so interesting. So like, let's go. Okay, let's go. You want to go first again since I went twice two in a row? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, let me just pull up my info and also take a shot. <laughs> we are like Alien versus Predator. 
Like, I'm scared of aliens. Uh, You're scared of predators? Well, no, I'm not even scared of predator. I I don't know. I'm weird, I guess. I'm more scared of alien than I am of predator. That's because alien's more monster-like than predator. Alien is just a mom trying to take care of her kids. It's a story about a single mother just trying to get by in this galaxy. (laughs) That's what alien's about. (laughs) Okay. So, first thing. I'm going to talk to you about, because I do have a couple items that okay. I could go over with you guys. Your specific story might freak me out because it has parallels to shit in my childhood. Yeah, very possibly. <laughs> also, I wouldn't be surprised if you, like, came across any stories that are from this place. Got it. Because it is a cool kind of town um, that I would never live in. So, I'm going to talk to you guys about Nome, Alaska. Uh, The whole reason that I decided to do Gnome and not just, like, a specific alien abduction is, like I said before, I couldn't really find a story that drew me in and actually spooked me. Then I thought of, like, what alien shit did scare me. And my first thought was a movie called The Fourth Kind. It was Mila... Mila... Mila Djokovic. 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 Something like that. Anyway. Pretty lady from the 90s. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, like, maybe the movie's bullshit, whatever, but it was scary, and it made me look into Nome, Alaska, because there actually was some statistics that were like, oh, hang on a second. And it comes along with some sweet stories. So in Alaska in general, there's a population of about 650,000 people. Not a lot. And in Alaska, about five out of every thousand go missing each year, which is more than double, like, the rest of the United States. Oh, like per city? Uh, No, like per state, I guess. Wait, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Five 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 people out of every thousand. thousand. Yeah. How, what's the population in Nome, Alaska? Uh, oh, well, this is, this is just the whole of Alaska, so that's 650,000. But what I'm getting to is... Oh, so the whole of Alaska has the most missing people than the yeah. rest of the country put together. Correct. Wow. That's actually insane. Yeah. A lot of missing people in Alaska. But Nome is where it gets a little crazier. Because the majority of these missing people are coming from Nome. Which has a population of around 3,000. It is not a big place. Because no one wants to fucking live there. Everyone goes missing. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> yeah, can't blame them for that, really. Also, I mean, like, keep in mind, as I'm saying all this, there's a lot of, like, glaciers, lakes, um, just a bunch of land areas, mountains, I guess, that you can – it's really easy for people to get lost, I guess, if you're not doing shit right. So is Montana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's where people have tried to justify it by saying, like, oh, the landscape, you know. No. But there's tons of other places that are pretty dangerous to be in, and the fact that this place still has the most missing people is alarming. So Nome has the most missing people out of all of Alaska. Alaska right. has most missing people out of all of North America or America? North America. I wonder what the alien abduction rate is in Canada. I don't know. Most of them I see are from the U.S., oddly enough. But, like, Alaska. Australia. Alaska. Oh, that makes sense. Australia has a lot. That makes sense, though, because here's the deal. If I was an alien and I'm like, I have this assignment, I gotta, like, do experiment on someone, and, like, I gotta get this done by tomorrow, (laughs) and I'm looking at Earth, and I'm just like, where do I think is least suspicious? I'd be picking up islands, good isolated places where not too many people can witness me because... 
I'm assuming the aliens would get in trouble if they got caught. They're trying to keep it kind of on the hush-hush. But anyways, that's just my, that's my logic, though, is I'd look at Australia. I'd probably look at just, um, I mean, it's probably very... Places with low population. I mean, it sounds like good logic <gasps> to me. All right, so, yeah, you covered it. Alaska has the most missing people out of the U.S. So between 1960 and 2004, 24 me- people, 24 people, 24 people disappeared without a Sheeple. trace. <laughs> like, completely just disappeared. Yeah. They never came back. They never came back. Um, they also found nine bodies. Or wait, let's see. No, okay. So nine bodies were found. And they can't really confirm if that's like part of the 24 or if it was like an extra nine. Jesus. Yeah. Even though the 24 is like the documented amount and what like has been said publicly, um, local journalists and word of mouth uh, rumors that... Over hundreds of people have gone missing without any trace or without anybody looking into it. Just, like, people who weren't, like, didn't have families and didn't have people, like, looking for them. Like, homeless people. Basically. Here's another thing. Do you think aliens will just... I feel like aliens don't kidnap just anyone or else, like, kidnap homeless people and stuff. Maybe they're looking for people who, like, are, are a specific level of health. So the ones that disappeared the, out of the 24, uh, it was men, women, and children, but it was mostly um, traveling men who were, like, visiting Nome, Alaska, interestingly enough. Also, Nome is a regular regular UFO sightings area. Um, like, tons of reports come in all the time of people seeing UFOs. A ton of them are from Nome, Alaska. <laughs> Wow. Um, and it's even believed to be, like, a command center for aliens. Like, that's how densely uh, monitored that area is, I guess. They take somewhere that doesn't have people. Well, that's the thing, though. It's it's 3,000 people that live in Nome. I know, but, like, there are parts of the world that have zero people. But they want to interact somewhat. I guess. I don't know. From based off of a lot of the alien stories I've read, they seem to be able to travel pretty fucking quickly. But... Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Okay. Yeah. So um, of these missing people, I do have a couple breakdowns. I'm going to start with the ones that don't freak me out as much and then end with the one that freaks me out the most. <laughs> Let's do so it. So I got three. Um, the first one was Ellen Gilbert. She was 24. Um, she went driving to the fair with a friend and had some car trouble out of nowhere. So her friend got out, went to go get help. And when she came back, Ellen wasn't there anymore. Keys were there. All of her stuff that was left there was there, but she was not, and nobody could find her, and she was left without a trace. There wasn't any sign of a struggle. There wasn't anything. She was just gone. Um, The next one is Michael Palmer. He's 15. Uh, He vanished in 1999 after he went for a bike ride. Um, His bike was found by a nearby stream, and his shoes were found in a nearby field, but no Michael, and no one saw him again. I don't know. That one sounds like kind of a murder kidnapping. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why it's like, mm, I don't know. Um, so the third one, this is the one that gets me. Okay. So Richard was 37. Um, he left his girlfriend and his three kids uh, to go pick up wages from his job at the oil rig, but he didn't return. Um, his car was found 15 miles from home. The keys were in the ignition. His wallet was in the front seat. And there were footprints leading out about half a mile um, into a secluded spot. And then they just stopped. No more footprints. No sign of struggle. Just gone. No body. No nothing. 
he was just banished. Just, just goodbye. So that one is the one where I'm like, I have nothing for that. Like, if it, if it was some kind of animal or something. There would be traces. There right? would be traces. If he had passed out, there would be traces. There's nothing. There's foot footprints leading out to a secluded spot, and then there's nothing. So he was just gone. So after all these disappearances, what makes this more interesting is the FBI started paying some regular visits to Nome. Um, so I bet the FBI visits other places, not so much, you know, um, like it, at least for like missing persons cases, it's not very regular for them to travel out to like states and look into it. They basically depend on state police, you know, yeah. or city police or anything like that. But FBI have been to Nome. 223 times and the official report that they put out is uh well first of all there was no evidence of murder uh there wasn't any evidence of any kind of serial killer uh there was just nothing there that would support that theory and so what they landed on and what they've told newspapers and the public and everything else is these people are going missing because of excessive alcohol consumption and harsh climate I love how the government covers shit up. I am such a conspiracy theorist. Like, I'm a crazy alien conspiracy theorist. Like, that is who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, mm, God. Like, that's not even a good one. You know? I, like, they have, they have nothing If you had point. a body, if you had a body, sure. And you, like, tested it for alcohol, like, levels and stuff. Like the blood level, whatever. Blood alcohol level, yeah. Alcohol content. You know that thing where it's, like, in your blood and you're testing it? you had a lot to drink and then you just pass out, (laughs) that thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's just lazy. The The thing I've noticed when I was searching alien stuff is because, so I looked into multiple podcasts. I looked into multiple sites, YouTube videos. So much shit is redacted. It's weird. Like, you'll never find a full story, and I'm just like, someone's covering this. Like, <laughs> So, the uh, reason why I was really drawn to my specific story is because it is ins- it's stupid hard to find online. The only place you can really read it in its entirety is in the book, The Guy Who Experienced All This Wrote. It's basically the only place where you're going to get the whole story outside of some, like, shitty YouTube videos and some, like, half-assed websites Mm -hmm. and whatever. There isn't even a Wikipedia page. Like, it's to the point where I'm like, someone is hiding this. It was fucking freaky. Oh, 100%. I totally fall behind the idea that government is hiding the shit from us to, like, either, like, keep people from freaking out, I guess, but... I don't know, dude. I mean, here's the thing. I've known a total of one person my whole life who has actually been to Area 51, and they refuse to tell me if there's anything there. And the fact that they cannot and refuse to tell me tells me that there is. Yeah, because why else? Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that, um, I obviously don't know for fact, but I'm fairly fucking confident that those who do get to visit Area 51, it's treason if you tell anyone what's in it. Because, like, that's the only reason I can think absolutely no one would report on it, is that they would find your ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's something there. Whether or not it's aliens, we don't know, but there's definitely something. I'm totally behind the idea that it's aliens. Did you ever see the video from Israel 
oh my god, I need to show it to you. It's fucking insane. I and don't this think is I have. this is the video that literally I've I've always thought that aliens existed. Yeah. But this is the one where I was like 100%. 100% a UFO was in America. Like 10,000%. You cannot tell me any differently because of this video. Really? And there are hundreds of them because and it's the same thing. Because it's the same thing but from it's different angles. It's the same angles. thing but all these people pulled out their cell phones because everybody has a cell phone now. Yeah. Everyone pulled out their cell phone and recorded it and so there's hundreds of the same exact video from like different locations and different points yeah. and different people who all saw that shit and it's this light um, coming down I think I can't remember I'm pretty sure it was Israel but it's coming down on like a pretty large landmark. Like I thought you said they were in America. America. No. Is it that you're completely convinced there are aliens? Oh, I should have said the world. Whatever. Doesn't matter. In the world, it's fine. <laughs> Corrections. <laughs> Correction corner. Aliens exist is what I'm getting at. Aliens this video fucking exists. exist. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> aliens fucking exist and you can't prove it wrong. You okay. can't say I'm wrong. <laughs> you can't prove this video wrong because there's hundreds of them. But it's <laughs> the same video. It's this light coming down over like it's some kind of landmark. And it comes down real slow, and people are just watching it like, what the fuck is that? And it's not, it's going, like, vertically down. Yeah, not, like, it goes swooping straight down. in. No, it's, like, straight down, straight up. It's straight down. It's probably making no noise. Nope. What's it shaped like? Is it a diamond? It's, because it's a cell phone uh, video, you, can't, you can't really see the shape of it. You just see, like, a bright light coming down. Does it seem, like, flat or, like, vertical? I mean, it seems pretty flat. Okay. I think. I can't. I got to watch the video again. I have, like, out of all the videos I've seen, all the stories I've read, all, all the shit, because I've fallen down, like, alien rabbit holes multiple times because I just feel like I'm preparing for myself because I'm, I fucking am terrified of aliens. <laughs> I'm convinced they have confirmed two different shapes of ships. One is a diamond shape, right? Mm-hmm. And then another one is the flat classic, like what we're used to, this, the flying saucer, mm-hmm. as we know it as. Well, we should, after after this whole thing is over, I have to show it to you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it actually made me, it like gave me chills the video, when I watched watching, it. Because it's I, not just it coming vertically uh, down. The thing is, it comes vertically down, right? It sits there for like a while. And then at a certain point, it just shoots up into the sky. Like it's gone. Oh, I think I have seen this. I think I have seen this. It's fam- it's a famous video or famous videos, but it's famous series of videos. It's a lot. It was real spooky. Anyway, <laughs> so Nome. <laughs> yeah, Nome, Alaska. Tell me more. So Nome, Alaska. Sorry, we're going off this huge tangent. Um, so also some things about locals in Nome is that uh, they would wake up at 3.33 a.m. Like multiple people reported that they would wake up at 3.33 with no rhyme or reason for it. Um, a ton of people also reported seeing a white owl. So the movie, The Fourth Kind, which in case anybody doesn't know, what The Fourth Kind is referencing is something from a Stephen King novel, uh, which is Encounters with the Third? Fourth Kind? Encounters with the Fourth Kind. En- Encounters with the Third Kind, I think. Oh, anyway. I, oh, the movie's called Encounters of the Fourth Kind. No, no, no. This movie is called The Fourth Kind, but Steven Spielberg has a movie called Encounters with the Third okay, Kind. Okay, Stephen King or Spielberg? You gotta get your Steven straight. Fucking fuck. 
Gotta get your Steven am I, straight. Am I just all over the place? Steven Spielberg. Okay. My I was bad. like, you said King at first. And I'm like, I don't know that book. I just love <laughs> Stevens. <laughs> you know? I just love these artistic Stevens everywhere. But the P.H. Stevens. Yes. Aren't the, they both P.H. Stevens? They are P.H. Stevens. No. Stephen King's a P.H. Stevens. Steven Spielberg is a V. Steven. <gasps> Get your spelling right. Damn. Okay. Welcome to our Learn to Spell podcast. I prefer Stephen King over Stephen Spielberg. I love them both. I love them both. I love them both. I love them both. Anyway, it's from his movie. The first kind is UFO sightings. The second kind is physical evidence of a UFO. The third kind is contact. And then the fourth kind is abduction. So the movie, The Fourth Kind, is about people being abducted and... Where they got their info from, and they love to say that it's, like, a semi-documentary film with, like, live footage, which I can't confirm or deny. I really don't think it's real, the footage that they've included in it, because it just doesn't look real. It looks reenacted. Anyway, it looks goofy. It looks goofy. It looks goofy. It looks goofy. So, but what they did get their info from was that, number one, the 24 missing people that nobody can explain. Number two... Waking up at 3.33 a.m. with no explanation. Number three is spotting a white owl in their window and or anywhere nearby. Just constantly seeing this white owl. Which makes sense because big-eyed motherfuckers just creeping on you. They can get that fucking surveillance shit. Anywho, that's what they're getting their info from. And the whole story of the fourth kind, in case you haven't seen it, is um, how a woman... And this is also part of it that's true, is that there was a hypnotherapist who came in and tried to get these people to remember things because they had, like, strange markings and strange bruises and, like, cuts in places that they can't really explain. They're having trouble sleeping. You know, they're waking up at 3.33. The owl is there. And so the sleep or uh, hypnosis was... Hypnotherapy was conducted on these people (laughs) to figure out what was going on with them while they were sleeping. And in the movie, it completely backfires and people remember all this crazy shit that went nuts so that's the part that i can't really back up because i have nothing that proves that that actually happened but i can say there was a hypnotherapist people were waking up at 3 33 a.m and there was a white owl so those parts are absolutely true and these people believed that they were being abducted. A lot of people who uh, believe they have experienced abductions have gone through hypnotherapy. Part of why a lot of these people are drawn to hypnotherapy is because they have just hours of time, or for a few people, even days, where they have no memory. And so they go to the hypnotherapy to be like, I want to recover these memories. Mm-hmm. And then like a lot of what's recovered is just like all these ridiculous stories of abduction. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. there's this one guy who was um, abducted. He's like a lumberjack in the woods. This isn't my story. This is another one I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like in the woods with his buddies and they all saw this like bright ass light and they all saw their buddy disappear. And they were like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And so they all fled because they were just freaked out. And they like they assumed he was dead. And um, they went back. Sorry, there's like a weird sound out the door, and now we're like scared we're gonna be murdered. <laughs> it's the aliens, they know. They know, they know. They're on to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lumberjacks. So, Lumberjacks, anyways. Their friend went missing. The dude, the dude went missing, and uh, he came back, and this dude did not undergo hypnotherapy to recover his memory. He just remembered. And uh, he believed he was gone for an hour and a half, he was gone for five days completely gone for five days and he was like that doesn't make any sense I was gone for like an hour and a half 
We'll see. This brings me back. It's a story that I told you, but I'd really like to include in this stream and podcast. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Because I find it fucking crazy. Yeah. So as I was talking about Australia earlier, um, in Australia, there was a girl named Petra. She was living with her boyfriend and her friend Amy. So one night, Amy wakes up and sees Petra being carried out by a beam of light, like out of the house. The bushes were burned. The curtains were open at the window. And she's completely carried out. Amy runs upstairs to get Petra's boyfriend. By the time they get down, she's totally gone. And, of course, they call the cops immediately because they're just like, I don't know what happened. Don't know what happened or what's going on, but our friend is missing. The cops immediately write it off. They're just like, you guys are on drugs. This is some hokey shit. Both of them reported they've never done drugs. But a couple hours later, a different person, seven hours away, called in and said that they found the body of Petra. And she was alive, but her clothes were torn. She was seven hours away within a couple hours. Wait, so when you say couple Sorry, sorry. She was seven hours away within like, yeah, within like two hours. Within like two hours, okay. Yeah. Her hair had grown out. So it suggested she was gone much longer. Much longer. And she didn't remember anything that happened to her. That is some creepy shit. Why would the bushes be burned? I guess, I don't know, maybe the light was hot. I I can't. I don't know. <sighs> I, I don't know alien science. Well, okay? here's the thing. So aliens typically have been reported to attack with beams and balls of light. That can burn exposed flesh, depending on what story you read. Uh, it just fucking depends. But anyways, the fact that they found her seven hours away with longer hair is what freaks me out. Yeah, that's the part that freaks me out. The other stuff, weird, yes. Disprovable, yes. Seven hours away in two hours? No. I'm Makes gonna... no sense. Yeah? Yeah. A lot of freaky shit happens in Gnome. All right, well, buckle the fuck up, because this takes place in Fort Benning, Georgia. Oh, lovely. <laughs> In 1977. And how far are we from this place? Is Fort Benning? Uh, well, here's the deal, though. I don't think we're in any danger because I think they were specifically going after the military. Oh. And we'll get to that in a moment because this is a crazy-ass story. I don't know why there isn't a movie adaption. It's fucking nuts. This is a story about a military boy. John Vasquez, Vasquez, I never took Spanish, please forgive me. I think it's Vasquez. Vasquez. I did take Spanish. So this story is about how 1,300 people were all abducted at the same time, and they all lost their memory at the exact same time. Mm. And that is what originally drew my attention to this, because I was like, I'm sorry, what? Okay. Can't see why. It was September 1st of uh, 1977, and this whole story is told from the perspective of John Vasquez. You can read his book. Please tell me I remember the title. I didn't write it down. I'm a dumbass. Because <gasps> here's the crazy part. I'm telling you guys only half the story. I'm telling you guys only the abduction part. There's a whole second half where he, like, basically dedicates his life to, like, determine the government hit all of this from them in the world. Okay. But that's something you need to read his book for. I think it's called The Incident at Fort Benning. Yep, Incident at Fort Benning. Any hoosies, buckle your fucking seatbelt. It's about to be a wild ride. Woo! (sighs) So they were all uh, 
I wish I knew military terms. <laughs> I fucking don't. So just bear with me for those of you who do know military terms. Feel free to send me messages and be like, God, you dumbass, the term is this. Like, go for it. I don't care. So at Fort Benning, they're all in this, like, courtyard, all in their little rows of soldiers standing at attention. (laughs) (laughs) In their fucking soldier rows. You know how they do. (laughs) Standing at attention, waiting for uh, a commanding officer to give a speech. There's, like, a specific reason they were all gathered there. The commanding officer was given some sort of speech. Okay. It was, um... This will be our Independence Day. It was early. <laughs> it was early nighttime, so like I would say probably as the sun was sort of setting time when they all saw this light like kind of like come near them and they were like what the fuck is going on and they all like freaked out because at this time was when the Cold War was going on and they were, you know, constantly preparing and worrying about Russian attacks. Okay. And so this craft They didn't know what it was. This aircraft, they assumed it to be, was coming towards them with this blinding-ass light that they couldn't, like, fully see what they were looking at. Yeah. And it got to a point to where it was, like, feet away from them, and they just started freaking out because they had never seen anything like it to the point to where, um, to the point to where some of them just started fleeing out of fear instead of standing their their ground. Yeah, instead of standing in their formation, they broke formation and just started fleeing and freaking out. That's when Vasquez says that he looked around and also at the same time just saw soldiers just standing there completely stiff, like unnaturally stiff, where the rest were running around. And he was like, what the fuck's going on? And so he tried asking a soldier what was going on, one of the standing ones, and he just wouldn't respond. Um, He went to shake him, but stopped when he noticed his eyes, this dude's eyes were closed, and his head was tilted down with his chin touching his chest. Like he was asleep or something, but standing. And then he noticed that all of these standing soldiers were doing the exact same thing. Mm. They were all just standing asleep with their heads down like this. For those who aren't watching this stream, it's just me with my chin touching my chest. You can imagine. You can hear it, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) And then after he touched the soldier to ask what was going on, he all of a sudden was unconscious himself. It just, everything went dark and he couldn't see anything, huh? So he put his hand on Yeah, he shook the guy to be like, what's going on? Like, why aren't you responding? And then everything went dark for him. And then he was completely unconscious. He woke up standing with his chin touching his chest, and he had no idea how long he had been unconscious, but everyone around him was just completely hysterical and trying to find places to hide from the light. Specifically, wherever the light touched, they were trying to get away from. There were soldiers running to tree lines, crawl spaces, just anywhere that was dark. So he woke up and people were still scattering? Uh, yeah. Basically, okay. there's, so there's 1,300 of them. It's a ton of people. Yeah, yeah. So, but they're so, definitely, they, obviously not all of them have gotten away at this point. So yeah. he was out. I, were the people still standing there that there are there so There are still some people standing there. Okay. It's just like, it, it's possible some of them uh, awoke like him and like freaked out and started running away. Okay. It's like very unsure. He's like incredibly unsure on like what exactly is happening. He just sees people fleeing. They were running to all these places, and then Vasquez himself tried to run, but his feet were paralyzed. Like, he could move his upper body, but his feet were, like, planted into the ground. He called out for help just to see if someone would drag him to safety, because he didn't want to be standing there anymore. And his friend Alan came to help, and then the moment Alan touched him, all of a sudden his feet could move. 
it was like somehow touching each other affected your physical state in okay. a situation. I really hope my overalls aren't making too much sound on this. So he and Alan ran inside to the nearby barracks, which I, I, I had to look up what barracks were because I didn't know what they were. I know, just because of Game of Thrones and other, uh, you know, educational books. But it's like big archway areas and they sleep in there. Right. There's like, that's basically what I gathered from what barracks are. But anyways, they ran inside the closest building, which was the barracks building, and they ran to the center of the building to be as far away from windows and stuff to be as safe as possible. Um, There's already a bunch of soldiers and they're huddled and none of them could make any sense of what was going on. They're all talking to each other, trying to figure out like what the fuck was going on. The men sleeping, standing up, the paralysis, the bright light, all of it. They thought that maybe this could be a Russian attack somehow, um, but they had never heard of an attack like this. They'd never heard of something that could cause people to sleep standing up and be paralyzed because Mm -hmm. so many of them experienced the same exact thing. And uh, all of a sudden, as they were in there, just kind of quietly trying to discuss like what they think is going on as they're freaking out, all the soldiers that were still paralyzed outside, sleeping, they heard them screaming, Hmm. right? But they were screaming in waves. So it was like one line starts screaming, then the next, then the next, then the next, until they're all screaming, right? And uh, once... (laughs) And then... um, (laughs) And then once the soldiers that were closest to them were screaming, they could finally make out what it was they were saying. And they were all just yelling, Mommy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were all screaming, Mommy. And so um, at that moment, Vasquez writes that he just felt like a new layer of fear wash over him as he heard this. And just none of them knew what to make of it. Uh, Vasquez specifically was deciding whether or not he should stick his head out to see what exactly was happening because all I could do was hear them. And finally, he decided to get down and crawl to investigate, to try to stay hidden. And what he saw was dozens of soldiers backlit by the light of the craft. But all he could see was the light. He didn't necessarily see any craft. He just saw a bright light. And they were all still asleep with their heads down but screaming. But they were screaming so loudly and so intensely that you could hear their voices starting to go hoarse and, like, them losing their voices over it. The light was moving like a searchlight, as if it was trying to find something. He was worried as if it was trying to find, like, the other soldiers or something. He realized the light was coming towards where they were, and so he immediately told the, uh, there was a crawl space nearby that soldiers were hiding, and so he immediately told them all to evacuate because he thought the light was coming towards them. And then as, uh, he was doing this, he heard a female voice ask him, what is this? And he replied, I don't know. And then his friend Alan was like, who are you talking to? And he realized that it took him a moment to realize there are no women on this base. Hmm. It was only men. At this point in time, um, women weren't allowed in infantry in 1977. And there were no female nurses or MPs on the base at all. Hmm. He realized that the voice was coming outside of where they were. And then he thought that maybe it was a female Russian operative trying to lure them out of hiding. And then all of a sudden, he just felt beckoned by a voice inside of his head, and he just decided to leave his hiding area and walked out. Once he left the hiding area, he heard this scratching noise on the concrete uh, to his left, and he looked over and saw a bunch of, like, short figures just running towards the light. Then all of a sudden, uh, something hit his shoulder super hard as he was looking at them, and he collapsed. The last thing he heard 
um, when he collapsed was a fellow soldier calling his name. The next thing he remembers is the feeling of being lifted into the sky. Um, and he kept his eyes closed because he just, you know, he went from being like collapsing and being knocked out to all of a sudden being lifted. And he was so freaked out that he decided to peek his eyes open. And all he saw around him was uh, hundreds of other soldiers being lifted as well with him. And then he heard the same female voice from earlier, do you remember? And he responds with, remember what? And then the voice didn't respond again. Hmm. Um, He kept his eyes closed strictly out of fear because he was just freaked out over what he was seeing. He felt metal in his back and soft tiptoes walking around him. He could sense, like, figures standing on either side of him, but he was just too scared to open his eyes. He felt long, skinny fingers run along, run along his body, and he could hear whirring and beeping noises as he started to be poked and prodded, like they were just poking him with something. It became pretty clear to him that they were examining him, like they were taking, like, uh, like sizes of his body and like measurements. Measurements is the word I was looking for. <laughs> when I said sizes of his body. Size, size. Sizes of his body. No, they were taking measurements of his body, just like kind of examining like what he looked like, all of that. And then after he felt like they were done and gone, he didn't sense them around him anymore. He finally decided to open up his eyes where he saw he was in a room with a, he was in a domed circular room and he looked around. Here's the part that I don't understand. If it's a domed circular room, hold on. He looked around and there were rows of floating metallic slabs as far as the eye could see with soldiers on all of them. And all of them had these humanoid beings examining them the same way they did him. But if it's a circular room, if it's as far as he can see, does that mean there's like an end as opposed to like a line? Maybe he saw the ceiling? Maybe the, maybe the ceiling's just domed and he yeah. noticed that, but I, I don't know. That's not really the point here. <laughs> that's, no, this is the point, okay? <laughs> we need to learn about alien architecture so that we can take it back with us and learn this shit. That's why we're here. <laughs> as he was looking around, he heard the same uh, female voice in his head again, and it just said, go to sleep. Cortana. And he immediately went to sleep. He woke up being approached by this one humanoid creature who demanded he looked them in the eye. Uh, He Mm. heard this, like, voice in his head that he demanded. Um, I don't think they actually spoke to him is what it seemed like. And so he opened his eyes because this creature, like, the tone was really aggressive, and it scared him. Uh, Much more aggressive than the woman. The woman was, like, actually pretty kind or mm-hmm. kind sounding she seemed nice yeah you know those are the kind of people you want in your life no so uh he opened his eyes and looked at him and they had large watery looking almond shaped eyes and he said that he lost himself in their eyes which uh. i don't know what that means i'm thinking some sort of hypnosis katie i've been here before it means they were beautiful. <laughs> he, they were so wet and so big, he could just swim. So in. inky. So, so inky. So he just wanted to dive into that just dark abyss. Dive into that pool of black ink. Uh, and then he was transported to another room. In this other room, he was just shown a series of images with no explanation. So he didn't know what the fuck this part was for. Um, but what they showed him was Earth uh, exploding. <laughs> due to, like, nuclear weapons, basically. It was, like, different sections of the Earth were, like, 
exploding and like crashing in and just looking all fucked so, up. Really, they brought him in. They're like, reflect on your actions. He. He, the sense he tried to make of that is the aliens being like, this is your future, this is what you're going to do to yourself, is what he kind of made of it, because he didn't know why he was being shown that. I mean, it sounds legit. Yeah, honestly. The other part that he was shown, which he just straight up doesn't get at all, is uh, he was shown human-looking creature, but uh, gosh, they were completely androgynous-looking, right? So missing the wiggly bits. Yeah, I guess. Just like that level of androgyny. Oh, yeah. So it was a human who looked completely androgynous wearing some sort of headdress. Their eyes were shining silver and their eyes looked like mercury. He didn't understand why he was being shown this. And he was like, is this what the aliens think we're going to evolve into? Is this like a hybrid of a human and an alien? Like black eyed children. Like, what is it? He couldn't figure it out. Well, it didn't have black eyes. It had silver eyes. But they're working towards it. You know, you gotta start somewhere, man. Because we're in black-eyed children in the 90s. Yeah, so they're getting there. This is the 70s. They're getting there. Maybe they're, like, just, yeah, they're finally putting it into, you know. Motion. They put out their prototype. (laughs) They put out the prototype. They're seeing how it works. They're They're seeing how how does this affect you? Do you think this is a person we need to know how well we're doing? Yes, talk to our marketing team about how well we are doing. <laughs> is this human? Is this how you human? Please take our survey. <laughs> Anyways, immediately after this, he fell asleep again involuntarily. He woke back up in the, at the military base standing, but this time he was in the fourth row instead of the second line where he originally was. And all of that we just discussed, he doesn't remember. So as far as he knows, we're going to get to how he remembers okay. that. Yeah. So I, I'm telling this in sequence of events. Okay. But he doesn't remember this section of what happened until 12 years later. It, like, comes back to him. And then he, like, goes to hypnotherapy to try to, like, recover more. And he, like, I guess a spoiler alert, he messages all of his fellow soldiers to be like, do you remember this shit? And they were all like, yeah. Mm. I thought I was crazy. But, yeah, spoiler alert, that fucking happens. Anyways, back to this point, because I'm telling this in a linear tone, because I just thought it made for better storytelling. Maybe I'm wrong. So he wakes up. He has no memory of any of this. As far as he's concerned, he was standing in one line, and now he's in another. Okay. So it's very jarring, very bizarre. Just a whoop. Maybe yeah. they forgot. Maybe they, tra- so- they made a chart. Someone spilled their intergalactic coffee on it. And then they're like, I think he goes here. And then he wakes up and he's like, nope, this is not where he was. And they're like, fuck, abort, abort. Uh, pretty much. This is why you don't get caffeine, Karen. Oh, no, here's the, like, these aliens fucked up. Because wait, they were like, we fucked up our jobs. That's why they're so careful now. It's because they fucked this shit up. I bet this is like, I bet in alien history, they were like the fuck up of Fort Benning. <laughs> Because like, oh, the whole thing's a shit show. <laughs> the fuck so. up with Karen and her goddamn caffeine. <laughs> so, um, oh my god, the story is just fucking nuts. So he's in the fourth line, so the second line, and he has no memory. And he's like, you know what? I think I nodded off somehow, you know, and like, and just 
stumbled on over to this other line. <laughs> that was the only sense he could make of it. There so. just happened to be, like, an open spot for him, and he was like, chill. Yeah, so he looked at his watch to see how much time had passed, and his watch was stopped, but it was stopped at 7.40 p.m., and he was like, that's weird, this doesn't seem like the time, so he asked the soldiers around him, he was like, hey, do you have the time? And they looked at their watch, and they were like, it says it's 3.15 a.m. Another one says, it says it's 4.30 a.m., not a single soldier's watch was stopped at the correct time. Mm. And I think that was on purpose. If the like if the aliens did this, I think that was on purpose for them to not be able to determine how much how long they were gone. We need to petition Apple to figure that shit out so that we can have a reliable source. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the petition's uh, going up tomorrow on our Instagram. <laughs> Please sign. <laughs> Apple! Hey, aliens are coming. Wake the fuck up. Yeah, so every every single person on this basis watch is stopped at a completely different time, which is just weird and bizarre. On top of that, a lot of soldiers around this time were experiencing vertigo, and some of them even just collapsed or were vomiting. Vasquez himself started to feel sick and disoriented. When they were going to bed and undressing, he noticed that his shirt was buttoned unevenly, and that his boots were tied in a super weird, complicated fashion. Which isn't allowed. Which is not allowed. That was a point I was going to make. And then as he looked around, he realized everyone's uniforms was kind of dirty. Ooh. And they were like, how is our uniforms dirty? We didn't do anything today that would dirty them up. And so this is something that, like, if it had been like this all day, they would have been punished. Because that's how the military is. Like, it has to be perfect and pristine. Your shoes have to be tied a certain way. Your buttons have to be buttoned evenly. Yeah, you can't have it. You can't have a dirty uniform unless you did something that like got it dirty. Yeah, the, if you can't button your buttons right, how are you supposed to shoot a gun right? Right, what the fuck? What the call fuck? Discipline. Common knowledge. It's called discipline. Um, Look it up. <laughs> read a book. Read a book. God. Um, <laughs> So he was like, oh, well, I nodded off. Maybe someone as, like, a shitty joke messed with my clothing and, like, retied my shoes or something. But then that's when he noticed that everyone else had the same and different irregularities in their clothing. And he was like, this is fucking weird. And everyone tried to go to bed like normal, but everyone just had, they were all super uneasy. And then they woke up at 3.33 a.m. to a white owl. Actually, no. A lot of the men in their sleep started screaming. Like an agony. And like a bunch of them were doing it. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And uh, it was as if they, uh, he described it as, as if they were all experiencing like the same nightmare. And it was super weird. I prefer the owls. And so after a while, he fell asleep just due to exhaustion. But they all woke up at 10 a.m. No bugle. Nothing woke them up the time they were supposed to at 6 a.m. No bugle? Nothing. No, no one came to wake them up. Every single person on the base accidentally slept in late until around 10 a.m. And they all got up, like, weird and confused. They were like, what the fuck? Nothing woke us up. Bugle Boy didn't do his job. Bugle Boy did not fucking do his job. And everyone also felt, like, exhausted and sore. And they were all shocked about waking up so late. And no one could figure out what was going on. All the commanding officers were acting as if nothing was weird, though. Which could just be them trying to get things back to, to normal. Like, like, let's go, like, whatever. Like, we need to keep the shit up. Like, something weird happened. Typical but we... government bullshit. Typical government bullshit. They probably called their pals and were like, hey, uh, something weird's going on. We don't know what. And they're just like, mm, just ignore it. Just ignore it. It's fine. Yay, America. Yay. 
Uh, <laughs> and it's Georgia, too, of all fucking places. Oh, yeah. They were just like, oh, yeah, just write that one off. That's, that was a mixture of all sorts of bullshit. Yeah, right. It was just Satan coming in, this, messing with us and yeah. our sleep schedule. <laughs> so he was part of the Delta group. You know how they all have, like, names? Oh, like the, they went on trips? Yeah. <laughs> they did go on trips, actually. That's what I'm about to talk about. Oh, look at that! <laughs> so that's where that comes from. What? What are you talking about? Uh, Delta Airlines. Oh, <laughs> Alpha, Beta, Delta, whatever. Delta. Ooh. They're all called uh, companies. Okay. Like companies in the military. You have your company and it's like your core group and it's like your boys. Your boys. And so he was part of the Delta boys. I'm sorry, anyone who's part of the military who's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, this girl. <laughs> There's probably just people screaming. They're so like, oh my God, they're just don't gonna... show Smalley this. <laughs> He's going to be like, ah! Anyways, he was part of the Delta Company, and they were told by commanding officers that they had a practice mission in the woods, and normally uh, they do this with other companies, but for some reason they were alone. Like, normally it's, like, group activities with multiple <laughs> companies. This With multiple companies, but for whatever reason, this time they were alone. Uh, the commanding officers literally walked them deep into the woods, and then left them there and said, good luck, and left with no instructions, which was just super fucking weird. And they were like, we don't know what our practice mission is. We don't know what to do. We weren't told anything. So they're all standing there trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And they heard live ammunition going off. And they were like, uh, normally, like, you do not use live ammunition in these, like, practice missions and whatever. It's just not something you do. You don't. Do it. Because you could hurt your own soldiers. It makes no sense. It's just like using sparring swords. Yeah. But with sparring guns. Sparring guns. Or blanks. Whatever you want to call them. <laughs> do they use airsoft? So Please, they, God. That's all I want. Do they use airsoft? I really I really want to so. know if they use airsoft tell now us. in the military. Someone tell me if they use airsoft or paintball. <laughs> or paintball. That sounds like so much fun. That Sign me like up. That's all you had to put on the roster, damn it. <laughs> Just say it's paintball and we're in the military. But does it have glitter? But is it glitter paint? <laughs> These are the real questions. We would be dishonorably discharged so fast oh, in the God. military. I, we'd walk in, they'd look us up and down and be like, nope. Be like, bitch, no. <laughs> I heard um, there were pink guns. So Delta decided that, well, their mission must be they have to retrieve the ammunition from the other side because they shouldn't even have it. So they're like, okay, I guess this is what our mission is. We have to get all their ammunition from them and return it back to base. Mm -hmm. So uh, they did, but all of these dudes who are shooting the ammunition were soldiers from their base, but they were all, like, senior soldiers, like, dudes who have been there for a while. It wasn't one of the other, like, companies. They're like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so they did this. No big deal. No one was hurt. It was fine. Uh, on their way back, though, as they're walking back towards the base, they run into a literal invisible wall in the woods. Like, literally Hunger Games-style invisible wall. Mm. It doesn't hurt them. It's just an invisible wall. And they were like, the fucking what? And so none of them knew what to do, but they realized that if they all push together, it moves. So they were like, okay, well, we'll so do really, this. So really, the aliens just want us to work together. They're showing us the future. They're saying... 
don't do this thing. And then they're saying, hey, look what happens when you work as a group. We're showing you these team building exercises are really pushing you outside of your comfort zone. We're here for you, baby. Also, let's let's make some black eyed children. So uh, just to get an idea of how many men are in this company, it's roughly 300 men, by the way. That's how many people are pushing Yum. against this wall. So, <laughs> Yummy. <a> no, <laughs> it's a lot of dudes to push We're, up against this invisible I wish wall. I that wall. <laughs> it's not like 12 dudes who are just close buddies pushing up against it. It's 300 people. Okay, and they all just decided to work together. I feel like there'd be that one asshole who's like, I'm not doing it. This well, is stupid. Funny you mentioned there are mm. two soldiers who could have sworn they saw shadows following them in the woods. And they started to freak out, and they were like, hey, guys, you keep doing this, but we'll be back. We're going to go investigate. And everyone is like, don't do that. Don't go. Like, just stay with us. We're just going to get through this, and we're going to get back to camp. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, we think that there's uh, people following us. Maybe it's, like, part of the mission or whatever. So they leave, and they come back very quickly. And they just, like, pale white, freaked out. And they're like, what did you see? And they were like, it was us. And they're like, what? And there was, like, all of us. We were all over there standing in a circle, all 300 of us, just in the woods, standing together. And they were like, I'm sorry, fucking what? And then they all started to fucking panic and freak out. And one guy shot his flare gun to, like, signal for help because they were like, what the fuck is going on? And everyone was too scared to go to actually check to see if these guys were telling the truth. They were, these two dudes were so freaked out that everyone was like, I don't know if I believe you, but I don't really want to find out. And so they realized that when they shot the flare gun, the wall moved. So they just kept shooting flare guns. And then eventually the wall just disappeared. And they got back to camp and they told their commanding officers what happened. And all the commanding officers said was, oh, you failed the mission. You have to do it again. And they were like, did you not? Because you didn't work as a team. And they were like. The aliens are trying to help you. And they were like, did you not? fucking hear us like all this crazy shit that like happened we had light ammunition we were assuming that's what the mission was and they're like no you failed you have to do it again and they're like what what because the goal was to work as a team i'm gonna get to my theory on what i'm on team aliens now you clearly you are that's how i do it yeah beat me up scotty so that night (laughs) that night uh they all noticed as they tried to go to bed they noticed lights blinking all around the fort Uh, They said these large luminous lights were, like, on the treetops around them. And an officer called in helicopter for help because they were like, fuck, we're being attacked by Russians, was the assumption. Mm -hmm. And a helicopter got there. And then the moment the helicopter got there, the craft with the blinding light shot it with a huge ball of light. And the helicopter got hit and crashed down to the ground. The balls of, the the balls of light, the light balls, I mean, that means the same thing, but the light balls acted as stunners, but also burned exposing flesh when it hit any of the soldiers, which is weird because it didn't burn the clothing, just the exposed flesh, which is weird. So the whole fort is like, we're under attack. They all go out with their guns. They're all like, we have to fight this thing. Vasquez, as he was out there, touched what he thought was a fellow soldier and was greeted by the same long fingers that he had felt in the aircraft, but at this point he has no memory of that, but he just senses... Something about it seems familiar. So familiar that he's, like, freaked out, and he instinctually knows that whatever this is isn't human. 
Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's just like all of a sudden just in a stupor, freaked out, and his actual fellow soldiers grab him, and he is just babbling to himself. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dude, bro, bro, dude, you cool? And so um, he felt like the limb that touched him was trying to telepathically speak with him, which is just crazy. At this point, the UFO stopped shooting balls of light, and Vasquez went to their general and told him that he believes these beings want to communicate with him specifically. And so the general, Vasquez, and like a medic were all escorted by their fellow soldiers, all armed, all of them, and the beings apparently used Vasquez as a conduit to communicate with the general, but Vasquez has actually no memory of this part. Hmm. Um, And that's one that didn't come back with the hypnotherapy. Yeah. And so he he has no idea what was said or why. Convenient. Convenient. Maybe they just didn't let him print it in the book. I don't know. Because if you're having conversations with generals, I assume that shit is pretty hush, hush. Well, here's another weird part. So, weirdly enough, the next day, a bunch of people on base acted as if it never happened, as if they didn't remember any of it. Hmm. And they just went about their days. A psychiatrist showed up to evaluate the men, and in all of their evaluations, they were encouraged to just completely forget about all of the weird things that happened to them the past couple of days. And just to stop worrying about it, worrying about it is what's going to harm them in their psyche. They need to let it all go. And to not Let recover, and to not do anything to try to recover any memories because it's fine. Everything's fine. Everybody's okay. Uh, it isn't. Also, when they saw the psychiatrist, they were all drugged. I don't know what they were drugged with, but whatever it was, is it helped LSD. Basically, this is the seventies, right? Probably LSD. But yeah, they were all drugged. A lot of them like passed out, fell asleep <clears throat> later. Um, but like it hurt. Same. But the drug hurt their. <laughs> the drug hurt their memory. Oh, like well, it, it, it kept, and also LSD, maybe acid. It kept them. LSD Hello? is acid. Yeah, that's what I was about. To say. Wait, are they different? <laughs> no, they're the same. Really? Yeah, I'm fairly certain. So if it's someone, not like Molly. If someone wants to. No, Molly is. Molly's ecstasy. like a combo shit. Ecstasy. Ex- ecstasy is a combo shit. Molly no. is supposed to be like the purer form of ecstasy. Is it really? I had that backwards. I thought Molly was like a mixture and then ecstasy. I don't do drugs. I'm just going based off of what people told me when I was in college. <laughs> I could be totally wrong. So Vasquez himself didn't uh, have any of these memories recovered until literally 12 years later. And he like just got... I guess these memories back from like dreams and just weird random occurrences like sparking memory and he freaked out about it and wrote hundreds of letters to fellow soldiers who were there during that time to receive a ton of responses back of them being like no I remember this like these things are coming back to me like they were all saying they all experienced memory loss this crazy shit that happened that's when he started to really delve into what he and a lot of people believe is one of the biggest cover-ups in military history. Mm. And that is the story of John Vasquez and how 1,300 soldiers were abducted at the same time. I find that very interesting and not at all hokey. It is very interesting. I thought maybe the invisible wall or whatever, but here's my thing. The fact that... so. 
I kind of focused on the doppelganger part, how they were like, there's 300 of them. I think the reason why those guys were using live ammunition, I think the aliens were creating doppelgangers, wanted them to die and replace them with these alien doppelgangers of themselves. That's my theory on what that was. And that's why... Well, if they were all lined up pushing on the wall then that would have been their perfect chance well, to do that. Well, here's the thing, so. though. There's a wall there for a reason to keep them from going back to the base. I don't think these aliens realized that they could move it. Like, I don't think that was supposed to happen. See, I'm on the opposite side of this. I'm on the alien advocate side where <laughs> I that's my thing. It's like, if you're so advanced and stuff, I don't think it's your goal to, like, fuck with lesser beings i just i don't think that's well they were i it's think it's like it's like putting a micro or a um a fucking fuck we as humans My, a microscope we as humans fuck with lesser beings constantly yeah but we're also dumber than aliens so like it's like <laughs> us taking a microscope is it a microscope i swear to god there's one that it's the one you hold motherfucker i'm gonna feel so dumb it's on magnifying like, glass thank god yes Fuck, that was gonna drive me I was nuts. waiting to see if it would just come to you. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was not I just keep come thinking of the scene from Ants, and all I see is this like light. But it would basically be that. It would just be like a fucked up kid fucking with ants. I'd, like that can't that can only be entertaining for so long. And to put in so much effort to do that, see, I think that maybe Facey, we're like, okay, let's go full fucking theory mode right now. So, We're already in full theory mode. We're talking about alien abduction. So what if, <laughs> what if our planet, our whole like existence or whatever is in a fucking Petri dish and these aliens are watching us, right? What was that from? Uh, a high kid that I knew in college. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've heard this before. Where? It was from you and a high kid you knew in college. He was stoned out of his mind. Anyway, what if we're in a Petri dish? And maybe ours is the most successful one, but we keep fighting with each other. And that's going against their plan. And they're like, no, 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 this is not how this shit works. Like, let us give you tools. Let's give you these team building exercises <laughs> to figure out how we can help you. And then maybe, like, we're abducting you and making you better, or we're trying to, but really it's just fucking with your brain. And so we're still trying to figure that out. So now we have black-eyed children. Like, it's all just an experiment. So, but that means that that totally makes sense for them to have holes in their plan during this invasion in 1977 mm -hmm. for them to not realize that, like, they do have the capability to move this invisible wall. They do have the capability to figure these things out. We assume they were too stupid to figure out. Also could be part of that. But the doppelganger thing, to me personally, is honestly the most interesting and eerie part. Yeah, that, that part I got. That part for. really, really freaked me out. And, like, it just makes me feel like a lot of the people on the base, because here's the deal that doesn't make any sense. The commanding officers and how they were acting made zero fucking sense, right? It was like they didn't know to wake them up at 6 a.m. It was like they didn't realize these companies usually so do maybe they're the doppelgangers. That's what I'm thinking, is that, like, they are already been replaced. They're trying to replace everyone else. Hmm. It's just weird. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's one thing. Uh, I, f I forgot to mention this. Vasquez says that when they got back to base, everything looked normal, but it felt off. Hmm. Everyone looked normal and like they were doing, but he said that just something about the whole place just felt off. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I wouldn't mind going out in an alien invasion. 
<laughs> okay, I would though if it, especially if it's War of the World style. Well, that's the thing. Fuck that. It, Fuck it that. seems scary, but let me pose this to you. Assume there's an afterlife, right? Mm-hmm. Assume there's one. Mm-hmm. You show up at this afterlife. Okay. And they're like, I died in a drunk driving accident. But or you're like, I died in I an alien abduction. abduction. I died in a fucking alien abduction. They're like, what? What crazy shit did you see? And you're like, let me tell you all the fuck about it. There was this crazy fucking shit. Honestly, I would be one of the first to die. Because I would just be like, what the fuck? And like, for like a solid couple seconds. And then, then by the time my instincts cut into like, maybe we shouldn't be here. I think it'd be too late. I'm one of those people where in a zombie apocalypse... Oh, zombies are different. I can't figure... Yeah, I'm changing the subject to zombies real quick. I'm one of those people where I cannot figure out... Like, I feel like I'm either going to be one of two things in a zombie apocalypse. I'm either going to commit suicide or just, like, go balls to the walls. Like, let's survive. Oh, I'm 100% going balls to the I feel like... Well, the thing is, is I'm one of those people where I'm, like, I'm very well aware that, like, I just don't know something for certain until it happens. You can totally think you're going to do something and not do it at all. Because I've definitely... I'm definitely one of those people where I'm like, I'm totally going to do this in a situation. And then that's like, not at all what the fuck happens. Well, see, um, I've been in a couple fight or flight modes. I have too. And I fought both. For me, it just... That's a, that's a new level of fear I haven't experienced. That's fair. But also, that's if a new, like coming at me and trying to bite me, I'm a fucking fight. I've never had something come at me and try to bite me. So I, I, I don't know. I've had a small dog bite me. And I didn't want to hit it because it was a small dog. And I was like, well, I can't. Shit, I'd hit that too. Don't bite me. Here's the thing, though. In my mind, I was like, I can survive this tiny dog's attack. I'm not gonna. I don't know what he has. That was my, well, it was. was I don't know his brand. It was a domestic dog. (laughs) My brand. My brand. It wasn't like a coyote came after me. (laughs) You don't know where he came from, okay? I do. It was my neighbor. You don't know his story. (laughs) Um, <laughs> so I actually do have something that can close this out, by the way. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Because we are just going and going. <laughs> we are just going and going and we're just going to never stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I found five traits of being uh, a subject for an alien abduction. Fuck, these are all going to be me, aren't they? Well, we're going to find out. No! This, is from, this is from like a legitimate source like I think it's Psychology USA or Psychology Today. I'm so upset because I think I have been abducted and I don't remember it. All right, well, here's but what I don't want I don't I don't want to remember it. I don't want to remember it. I think that's why aliens freak me out so much. So I will preface this by saying they don't know if this is something that happens before you get abducted or after, <coughs> but they are things that most people who have had these experiences have in common. So keep your ears open, guys, because you might be an alien abductee if, number one, you regularly, you got it? Um, no, you regularly experience sleep paralysis and hallucinations when awakening. Many people who have reported alien abductions suffer episodes of early morning sleep paralysis. On awakening from this paralysis, their terror gives rise to hallucinations of flashing lights and buzzing sounds. Some experience feelings of floating around the room or seeing figures in the room. While many people interpret these post-sleep paralysis experiences as dreaming, some people interpret these experiences as seeing figures, ghosts, or aliens. So that's number one. Number two, you have a tendency to recall false memories. 
In an elegant set of experimental studies, McNally and colleagues found that individuals who claimed to have been abducted by aliens were prone to what is known as false memory syndrome. That is, alien abductees regularly claim to recall words, items, sentences, etc. in memory tests that they had never actually seen before. If this false memory te- uh, this false memory effect can be generalized to autobiographical memories, then individuals who claim to have been abducted by aliens would be twice as likely to falsely remember things that had never happened to them than would non-abductees. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I need to hear the tail end of that again. Yeah, that's so, a lot. So people who recover... So if it's a memory, yeah, meaning you experienced it, it's autobiographical, meaning it's about you. Yes. So you're more likely to falsely remember things that you don't normally say or do than you would like if you've been abducted than if you hadn't. Okay, when you say things you wouldn't normally say or do, like I remember so acting words, out and being weird this one time and I have no idea why. So it's words, items, and sentences. So like things, like say you recall someone saying something to you, yeah. right? Yeah. But it was never said to you. Mm, okay, so when I was a kid, I just thought I had a better memory than everyone else because I could constantly tell kids things I remember that they did and said to me that they swear they never said or did but I know for a fact they said I did those things because I remember them and I just assumed I just had a better memory as a child I don't know or or it's an object that you've never seen before but you're familiar with I've never had that experience no most of these things you haven't gone through the whole list but, but so far everything you've listed are things I've only experienced as a child which leads me to believe the aliens gave up on me, so here's to hoping. Uh, I, thought, <laughs> I mean, we know about the shadow person in my fucking bedroom, so. You know about the shadow person, but I've also, I've experienced the, like, sleep paralysis multiple times and waking paralysis, which waking paralysis didn't freak me out because I was always usually still dreaming and could just, like, put myself back into the sleep state. Okay. So number three. Let's see if this one hits home for you at all. High levels of absorption. Alien abductees also score significantly higher than most people on the mental characteristic known as absorption. This is a trait related to fantasy proneness, vivid imagery, and susceptibility to hypnosis and suggestion. Because of this, it is probably not surprising that many alien abductees recall their experiences under hypnosis, where memories of abduction can be induced through suggestibility, especially if the person leading the hypnosis session asks particularly leading questions about the abduction. I've never been under hypnosis. So I, I assume, because I've also never experienced hypnosis, but I also assume that would extend to like maybe like vivid dreams. Well, yeah, vivid dreams, um, but fine. also Which we being, both know mine are incredibly vivid and detailed. <laughs> but also being like really susceptible to suggestions. So like that means like maybe psychics or stuff like that. I think I am very susceptible to suggestion. I do take trust in a lot of what people tell me. Anywho, okay, so we got two more. Number four, new age beliefs. Being whisked up into spaceships by tractor beams or light sources is not something that happens every day. Nor is it something that is easily explainable within our existing knowledge of physics. Similarly, being subjected to imaginative medical procedures requires a tendency to accept unusual and non-mainstream ideas. This is also a trait possessed by alien abductees. They score highly on measures of magical... I, I've never seen Wait, that word before. What? 
Magical ideation? Ideation, yeah. Yeah, I guess. They score highly on measures of magical ideation and endorse new age ideas that encompass beliefs about alternative medicines and healing, astrology, and fortune telling. Hey, I nailed it! Such beliefs would certainly allow the individual to accept things happening to them that would be dismissed by existing scientific knowledge. So they're more open to the idea... Of magic. Of magic. <sighs> and of things that... Psychics. Haven't been proven. Psychics, yes. So you're telling me that my theory that I've had for at least... How many years have I been alive? If it started at nine years old... Yeah, for at least 16 years of my life where I'm like, I believe a lot of the paranormal is actually tied to aliens. It's fucking accurate according to this person. So last one. Fucking cool. So last one. <laughs> fucking cool. Last this one before theory I-, I came up on my own for no goddamn reason is like apparently what <laughs> officials are fucking saying. I'm pissed off and I'm angry. So the last one that uh, we'll go over before Katie gets abducted. Uh, (laughs) I've already been abducted according to this list a familiarity with the cultural narrative of alien abduction no (laughs) are you for real I was trying to protect myself you're telling me I hurt myself I'm I'm like about to cry I'm really upset I'm like really upset as a cultural phenomenon Alien abduction has entered folklore, and the images and descriptions of aliens and their spacecraft have become familiar to many people. Alien abductees tend to be very familiar with this cultural narrative, which is one possible reason why their descriptions of aliens and their spaceships are so similar, being fueled as they are by uh, sci-fi films and numerous books about aliens and abduction. But here's the thing. Those came from somewhere beforehand. Yeah. So because you believe that, I guess you're more likely to either be abducted or to have already been abducted. So... By your theory, you've already been abducted, so you're okay. According to my theory, I was abducted as a child. Ghosts don't scare me as much as aliens. It's because ghosts were human. I think I, I think on some level I can still understand so them. So you can still kind of relate to them. Yeah, because I'd be like, if I was if I was dead, I'd be like kind of pissed too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can kind of get it. But like as an alien, I don't know what they want. I don't know what it is they're doing here, and I would like them to leave me and everyone else alone. <laughs> okay. I'm team alien. <sighs> Your team not alien. I'm trying not to cry. I like want to go to a hypnotherapist out of curiosity, but I don't. No, for my own san- don't you dare. I don't want to. You for literally- my own sanity. <laughs> you literally fall into all these categories except the things that you haven't experienced. So how about you don't do that? Yeah, that's fair. Because it, it's only gonna freak you out more. It's only gonna freak me out more. Because like right. regardless of whether it's true or not. It's going to scare you. I would much rather be super cool and have, like, ghosts follow me than aliens. Your cats are meowing outside the door. They are meowing. Like They're upset. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just... But, I mean, you did it. You did it. You I did it. it. Like, now we don't have to come back to it. We might. Who knows? You probably but, um, If you want to... So, next week, you said you want to pick something creepy. We I gotta pick, I'm going to pick something. Okay. Do we want to announce it here or is it surprise? I really want to do a drunk episode, but it would it would have to be a little bit later episode. That's the thing is because I can get like drunk on like a Friday when I don't have to work the next day. Well, what about this? We do a normal episode and then we have like a mini drunk episode. A mini drunk episode. Yeah, like, we'll so, see where it goes. We'll so, try so it out and see where it goes. Here's what we can do. Every five episodes we'll do normal, and then after the fifth one, it'll be like a drunk episode, a fun drunk episode. And then we get to 10, and then drunk episode, and then 15. Okay. You want to do that? Okay. I'm into it. 
All right, fun. So we're on four. This is four. This is four. This is four. So our next one will be normal, and then the one after that is going to be a drunk episode. So, so I'll think of something spooky. I got to think of stuff that actually really scares me, and then we're going to do that thing. I'm not going to announce it now because I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> However, we did discuss next week potentially doing cults. Do we want to do that? Let's do it the week after because cults don't scare me. I okay. do have a really good cult, though. Well, okay. Well, then, um... How about, okay, no, you know what? No. Next week, cults. Being decided now. On the spot. Let's go. <laughs> oh, 2019. Cults. Next episode. Tune in. We're getting freaky with it. Episode after that, we gonna be drunk as fuck. Here's some spooky stories. Let's do them. And then after that... What scares Kelly? Let's find out. Let's find out. Next episode on Corn on the Macabre. Also, if you have any spooky stories you'd like to share with us. Or suggestions. Or suggestions. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. Keep it creepy, y'all. Keep it fucking creepy. Music by freestockmusic.com.